Welcome to Learning to Speak Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. This show will be focusing on the biblical truths surrounding the importance of speaking life-giving words, no matter the circumstance. This information will be relevant for new believers as well as the seasoned saints, as no one has their tongue under control. Good evening. Welcome to week seven on Learning to Speak Life podcast. Today's topic is going to be taming the tongue. Before we begin, let's start off in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this this day you've given us. We pray, God, that you will you will bless this time as we learn how to tame our tongue. God, we pray that those listening would grow in your your way, and we pray, God, that your name will be glorified in all this and help us, God, to tame our tongue on a daily basis. And God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good. Um, just to reintroduce ourselves, if you're listening for the first time, my name is Carly Kirchival. And I'm Michael Kirchival. And we do co-host this show together. So, Michael, do you want to start us off with a scripture? Yes. Let's turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 45, which says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Yes, indeed. Well, can you think of a time that some unexpected words may have come out of your mouth that revealed the true condition of your heart that maybe shocked you or others around you? Uh, yes, there's been several times when I... <laughs> used to work in construction, uh, there'll be times where we're pouring concrete and let's say the cement truck was 15, 20 minutes late and everyone's letting four-letter words fly out because of stress. And I find myself, even though prior to going to work, getting all prayed up, saying, you know, I'm going to have this this good shield of faith and, and I'm going to go out there not getting stressed out however due to circumstances I let words fly and later God showed me hey there's still things in you that needs to get worked out yeah yeah I totally understand and it's definitely something that we all go through for me I mean I think a better question for me would be can I think of a time that unexpected words didn't come out of my mouth because the truth is Every single day, at some point, I say something crazy. It's not always four-letter words per se, but it might be something like, you know, whatever. It could it could be me telling one of the children, you know, you're acting like a complete idiot. And while that's not encouraging, and some people are probably appalled that I would use that on my child, it was unexpected, but it shows me the true condition of my heart. And that's something that I love about God, is that while... We know the condition of a sinner's heart is not pretty. It's ugly. That's why he came to save us. That's right. And if we're being honest, it hurts to hear bad things come out of our mouth when we speak it to people that we love. It hurts to hear other people speak bad things toward us. But at the end of the day, if we can learn to see in it the truth of that condition of our heart, like it talks about in Luke 6.45, that abundance of sin in our heart. God is giving us the absolute 
keys to the kingdom, so to speak, in that he's saying, hey, you have some issues to work out here. Yeah. You're calling so-and-so this name. Is that what my word says about this person? No. So here you go, Carly. Here's number 1,569,259 issues that you need to work out. <laughs> you know? Yep. So it's, it's hard, but taming the tongue while it's difficult, the one thing that I can say is that it's a gift that God gives us to hear the words come out, good or bad, yeah. because it truly can show us the condition of our heart. And for those of us that are seeking God and desiring to change, that right there shows us where we're really at. And you can't deny it. No. The word says it. You say it. I say it. Whatever it might be. But on the flip side, I thank God that we can also use these mouths of ours as instruments of good. Yes. To speak his word. To speak, you know, as we've been covering this whole time, to speak words of life. I know in our homeschool every single day, um, there's words that are spoken that are definitely not edifying by myself, by the children, to one another. However, I'm thankful that the majority of our day, there's actually good words spoken. Because yeah. we're training ourselves to speak God's word of truth, his words of life, his words of love, his words of forgiveness, his words of grace. So that's good too, because I think a lot of times when people hear taming the tongue, it has a connotation that's kind of like, ooh, you know, everybody, oh boy, we're going to talk about the mouth. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh-oh, in the sense that James is clear that it, it's, it's a fire. It's, it's, set on, on, it's, it's set on fire itself by hell, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we can speak life-giving words so it doesn't have to be so scary so for you when you hear the words taming the tongue what do you think of learning to just you know be able to close my mouth and truly think about what's being spoken not reacting off of emotions and i wanted to say one thing another thing that god's been working on me is we're not perfect Yes, there's going to be days where you let words, words fly. God wants us to work on not letting those words fly, meaning negative words, and, and working on our heart condition. But also, God doesn't expect for us to be perfect on a daily basis. In other words, you have to grow in the grace that God's given you. There's been several times that I would beat myself up or compare myself to other people just because... All I see of that person is, hey, every word that comes out of their mouth is just edifying. It's, it's, it's Holy Ghost filled. But at the same time, the reality, I'm only seeing that minute or that hour of that person. I'm not shining the light on them for the rest of the 23 hours of their life. So I want to say this for some of those out there that may deal with condemnation or beating themselves up. God will meet you where you're at, but it is up to us to apply that in our lives on a daily basis. If you say daily basis one more time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, that's good because it is a, a temptation to condemn ourselves when we really sit and think about ourselves it's just not pretty right nope when we think of christ in us then now that's a beautiful thing and that's a beautiful story and i can think about it all day long but when i'm thinking about just plain old carly um no thank you 
And no, thank you. But I think that that's, that's good. And when I hear the words taming the tongue, you know, just hearing the word tame in general, you think of something that's wild. It's a beast. Mm. I think of animals in the jungle. Lions. You know, seriously, I think of things that need to be tamed that you just think, wow, that's, you know, that's a huge task. But it also implies that it can be. And I like that. Yeah. I like that God's word gives us instructions and in ways that we can actually tame our tongues. And that taming of the tongue starts with the renewing of the mind. Yes. And it also starts with, you know, meditating on his word, which is part of the, you know, mind renewal process. And when it all filters through, you're going to see less and less of that ugly, wild, untamed beast of the tongue come through. And I like that because at the end of the day, I don't want it to be said of me that all I did was lash out at people and speak ugly words and hurt people's feelings and speak words of you know, condemnation or death or judgment. I want it to be said that I, I did my best to imitate Christ through Amen. gracious words, through, through forgiveness, through, you know, acts of kindness and love. And like you said, not perfection, yeah. but I want that to be the heartbeat of my life and what people see. So, yeah, I like the fact that the tongue can be tamed or at least you know we can change in that area and i love that hey one way for us to look at this is we truly have to allow the love of god to help us focus on positive outcomes instead of negative complaints yeah in other words we need to see the positive in every situation yes it might be normal for people to say, hey, this is the problem. This is what's going on. But we're called to be problem solvers. Yeah. And, and in order to do that, we have to learn to tame our tongue. We can't fly off at the handle when something does not go our way or we're not in control of a situation. Yeah. If that means for some of us, we have to submit to the authority that God has placed for people that we work for then we will submit, but we'll do it as unto the Lord. Do it in, working wholeheartedly so God can get the glory. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to uh, say is, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Okay. Verse 8, which says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things this is one scripture that my wife has constantly talked about especially times where i would be upset and want to complain she would always quote this scripture and i would get in my bible because at first i didn't know what the scripture meant so i got in my bible And instantly when I read the scripture, God fills my heart with his love and his joy. Carly talked about being meditating on the word. This is how you do it. You have to go to battle prepared. There's always spiritual warfare. And you have to take the steps to say, you know what? I'm going to prepare myself the best I can 
meditating on the Word of God, looking, thinking things, looking at the positive things instead of the negative things, saying, hey, you know what? Christ is with me, and I'm not going to complain about my circumstances. Carly, when you hear this scripture, you know, what are some things that you think about? I just like the fact that it's that simple, that if it's not true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, virtuous, praiseworthy, then get it out of your head. Yeah. Get it out of your life, you know? And it's that simple. Not saying it's easy to achieve that at all times, but it is that simple in the sense that it's a simple measure. It's, it's To me, it's the measuring stick of whether or not I should be spending time thinking about something, That's spending good. time acting upon something, you know? Yes. And God gave that scripture to me back in the fall of 1998, shortly after I gave my life to him. He just said, hey, Philippians 4.8, this is a measuring stick in which you will determine whether or not you should be thinking about something. And it's so true. And so it's, you know, if you start having this thought like, oh man, you know, that person said that about me. Are you kidding me? I'm about to, I'm about to let him have it. I'm going to call him up. Or I'm going to tell him what time it is. <laughs> start dialing that phone. And then wait a minute, Philippians 4, 8 starts rolling through your head. Hey, is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Uh, no. You hang up the phone. <laughs> yep. And you go and you confess your sin. And you just thank God for his forgiveness because Again, it's hard. It's really, really difficult on a, yeah. on a, you know, just living out our daily lives to walk around and not react to all of the opposition that comes our way. Mm -hmm. And yes, some of it is straight from the enemy. We know that. Some of it is literally Satan coming against you and doing things. But a lot of the issues that we have on a daily basis have nothing to do with the devil, but everything to do with ourselves yep. and the sinful nature that we harbor in our own hearts and in our own minds. So I love this again, Philippians 4, 8. It's, it's a, it's just an excellent measure for you to determine quickly. Should I be spending time thinking about this? And, it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's easy to answer. So in terms of, we just talked a little bit about the difficulties that we face at times from not, you know, even the temptation to condemn ourselves. Um, to just not speaking out of emotions, to um, just believing the lies of the enemy or just our pure old sinful nature when it comes to, you know, speaking out of term. So for you, what has been your most difficult challenge when it comes to getting your tongue under control? I think my, my, my most challenge would be to not get offended. I need to learn how to guard my heart instead of taking things personal I need to say you know what I need to bring I need to reel it in and I need to say whatever's going on I need to get what's virtuous what's lovely exactly what uh, Philippians 4 8 says instead of acting on my emotions the reason why I tend to act on my emotions however is because I truly care about people and I and and I'm also hard on myself but what I need to do is tame my tongue by, by guarding my heart and applying it on a daily basis. There you said it again. 
I'm going to start charging you 10 cents for everything you say on a daily basis. Well, you better get that piggy bank out because <laughs> it's coming again. I love it. Um, no, but that's good what you said because I think that people that love deeply can be emotional when it comes to things that they care about. Passion, you know? Yeah. I'm very, very passionate. I'm not super emotional <clears throat> because I don't, you know how it is. Um, the truth about Carly is that I have a lot of thick, when I say a lot, I'm thinking probably in the millions of concrete walls with barbed wire fences and patrols outside of each one of those <laughs> before a person could get into my heart until I met Christ. And then he showed me that all the defenses in the world couldn't protect me from myself, from the sin that I was committing every day and mm -hmm. I was hurting others and, and, and myself, but more importantly, I was hurting God. Yeah. You know, I was, I was dishonoring God and hurting him. But at the same time, God had created in me, um, a, a really big sense of loyalty and passion. I'm very passionate about the things that he's called me to do and the people that he assigns me to, you know? And so yeah. I can relate to that part of it. Just, I remember even when I was in the world, because you know, the gifts and the callings of God, they're irrevocable. There's nothing you can do to not have those upon your life. Whether or not you respond to them is up to you. Yeah. But I remember even in the world before I accepted Christ, you would talk to my friends. I was ruthless. I mean, it's just the bottom line. That's the one word. If somebody says, hey, you know, could you describe Carly when she was growing up or when she was this age to that age? Well, she was ruthless. And really, the funny thing is, I would always say, if I'm so ruthless, then why are you hanging out with me? Well, because I know you care about me. I was very passionate and I was very loyal to my friends. I wasn't always kind to them because I would see the mistakes they were making and I couldn't understand why they kept making the same mistakes over and over. And so I would let them have it with unkind words. But I'm grateful that even through that, these people could see my heart. And I thank God for that because had they not, had they not had the grace and the compassion that only God can give, mm -hmm. I would have never had any friends to this day. I wouldn't have you. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have anything but myself. You know, and I'm grateful to God for the passion that he puts in people, for the emotion, Amen. for, you know, because without that, we wouldn't be able to accomplish his will on yeah. this earth. There's no way. So I love that. So I have another question then. Far away. What tips do you have for controlling your words when your emotions flare up or try to take over? First tip is this. You have to know that. No matter what, Jesus Christ loves you. No matter what. When that happens, what I'm applying now is no matter what I do or don't do, Jesus loves me. Yeah. I tell myself that. It's true. Then I start to think about instantly a lot of the a lot of times where I from a natural point of view should have been dead. And he saved me from a lot of situations. Yeah. Uh, the next thing would be Speaking, totally speaking life over yourselves, speaking, being positive, saying, hey, something good's going to happen today. I'm going to encourage somebody. Whether you yeah. feel, or, feel like it or not, you're speaking that into existence. Yeah. And believe me, at some point, God's going to give you opportunity to act on the words that you spoke. Uh, I say the third thing would be to not give up. Yeah, I know. You might mess up. You might cut somebody out. 
and then another circumstance comes around throughout the day where you have an opportunity to instead of react and swear you react with kind words especially with people that you might work with and you guys might not get along it gives you an opportunity to be able to tame the tongue to accomplish the mission but to allow love of God to flow out of you because you are submitting to God's authority yeah and you know for those of you out there that aren't really vocal because I know I mean I'm very vocal yes but I also know there's a lot of people that hold things in and to me, this is all the same because you beating yourself up, you condemning yourself, you thinking um, just ugly thoughts about people. It's the same thing. You're still speaking. Yeah. You're speaking. You might not be audibly speaking, but you are still speaking. And, th and that applies. So, you know, I just want to encourage the people out there who, who maybe are not as vocal. Um, some may be introverted, some may not. But I think it's one of those things that, you know, it's, I think it's even more dangerous in those circumstances because you're not even letting it out. It's just brewing inside of you. Other people don't know that it's there. I mean, some people will because God will definitely. What I love about God is that he, he has people in every city. You know, he assigns yeah, people yes. to everybody. And there are people out there that are praying for you that don't know you. There will be times when strangers may approach you and speak, you know, just a, an awesome word of encouragement into your spirit. But I just want to encourage those of you right now that aren't quite as vocal to remember, don't condemn yourselves. You know, don't condemn yourself. You are just as loved by God as the next person. Just because you may communicate differently mm -hmm. or see things differently or maybe you're not confrontational. So you don't like, which is good. Believe me, it's a good thing. Maybe you don't say things as you, you know, feel them. And that's okay. Because I think the one thing I've learned on my journey with God is that, Everything is out of balance until he comes. Amen. Until we yeah. let him be the Lord of our life in every area of our life, every second of every day, which if we're being honest with ourselves, it's not even achievable until probably the moment that I take my last breath. But just trying in that, because you talked about hope earlier and that hope that he gives us, that ounce of hope that we get because of his spirit, mm -hmm. that love that he, that he puts in us by his Holy Spirit, that alone gives us the ability to carry on and to accept all those things that we were just talking about. And yes. I'm so grateful to God for that. Yes. Another thing that I want to, we want to talk about is that we need to know when to speak and how to connect with those around us. That comes with time. A scripture that we can turn to the further look into this is James chapter one, verses 19 through 21, which says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Real quick, I just want to say this. That is something that I'm working on right now. I am working on being quick to listen instead of quick to speak about whatever's going on. In most cases, an offense that I might personally take offense to whatever's going on. Yeah. God wants us to hear 
all sides of the situation and allow him through Christ to make the right um, determination on how to react from a spiritual standpoint. That's good. I like that a lot. I think that um, that's it's hard. It's hard to be slow to speak when you're called by God to, to decree and declare and to, you know, to have passion and to love and, and all of that. But it is possible and it is wisdom. And I like that because once we understand that our need to be heard is not of him, it makes it a lot easier to That's be good. quiet. Yes. You know, it makes it easier to be quiet because how can we hear the voice of God when we're so busy talking all the time? You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one trying to tell God what to do, how to do it. I don't want to be the one to act as if I don't need his grace and his wisdom every second of every day because I do. Yeah. So I, I definitely have to practice that as well. I, I all day long, if that's good. And I think that, you know, another thing that is important is, you know, in Romans 2, 1, it talks about, therefore you are inexcusable. Oh man, whoever you are who judge for in whatever you judge another you condemn yourself for you who judge practice the same things i'll never forget i was in church two months after i was saved and i was hearing the sermon and in that sermon um i was thinking of somebody else of course um it certainly didn't apply to my life so i was sitting there thinking yeah yeah so and so should be at church today i can't believe she's not here she needs to be here she needs to hear this and I was quiet after that, and I was listening, and, and the Lord told me, I heard it so clearly, to turn to Romans 2.1. And he straight out told me, hey, lady, look, you're trying to judge somebody, but whatever you're judging in this person, you're condemning yourself because you do the very same thing. Mm. And I loved that because God taught me that day that, Carly, I'm never going to show you another person's sin to expose that person. I'm going to show you what you need to change in yourself. Don't get me wrong. There's times where the Lord might say, hey, he gives us um, a warning at times, maybe a warning before destruction, or there might be a time where, you know, he might trust you with exposing a person's character flaw for prayer, not to gossip, not to meditate on it, not to use it against them. Mm -hmm. So yes, but, but typically that is not the case. The case is he's showing you, oh, you see that thing right there? You have that too. So you need to work on this. You need to pray. You need to pray for your your brother or your sister in Christ, you know? And and so I'm just grateful for that because that has helped me to tame my tongue in many uh, situations. And I'm quite sure it will continue to carry me on. Yes. Now what we're going to do is we're just going to end this podcast in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for thank you, giving Carla and I the words to speak. God, we pray that you will bless all of us. Help us, God, to apply the things that you've shown us during this podcast. Yes, God, we thank you for all this, God. We thank you for you helping us to tame our tongue or teach us how to tame our tongue on a daily basis. And we ask this gracious Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, yes, you did. You said daily basis again. <laughs> I <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'm going to make some daily basis um, t-shirts if you guys want to buy it at learnspeaklife.org. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, um, we are just so appreciative of you joining us here. We're thankful for the opportunity to just talk about God with you. Amen. And we love each one of you and we're praying for each one of you. 
Also, um, join us back here on Thursday, August 21st. For that time, we will be talking about serving others through difficult times. Um, it's hard. It's hard to serve people when times are good. So it's even more difficult to serve them um, when times are rough. Yes. So we definitely look forward to talking about that. We're grateful for all of you, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember that you can always connect with us on learningtospeaklife.org, and we look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye. If you have questions, testimonies, or prayer requests to share, you can connect with them on their website, learningtospeaklife.com, or by email at info at learningtospeaklife.com. We pray this session has been a blessing for you.